They're coming to get you, Barbara. All right, so why don't we start off about, we'll have you introduce yourself and okay. what you do. Okay, um, I'm Michelle Scott, and I'm a horror writer. Uh, <laughs> uh, what to say? Um, I'm a mother myself. I have three grown children. Um, my house is haunted. And I just moved from a big city of about 4 million people to a small village of about 1,300. Oh, wow. I think Haley's ears parked up on the haunted house thing. Yeah. Left, so. <laughs> it, it definitely did. So you're going to have to tell us more about that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's, well, it's a hundred year old house. And the people who owned it were um, quite wealthy for this little village. Uh, they were quite wealthy. and we have been renovating it because it wasn't in the best of shape. Um, but when we moved here, uh, my husband and I were sitting downstairs um, at night and I felt something looking over my shoulder and I thought, what is that? And out of the corner of my eye, I saw a woman in a long, like a long dress with short, dark hair. Oh. The woman had short, dark hair, not the dress, but she, <laughs> um, and I was doing a crossword puzzle on my iPad and I had a feeling that she was very interested in what I was doing. Like she was really curious about it. And the family that had built this house, um, the, uh, the husband of the family um, was an inventor. And we actually have a lot of his strange inventions in our home um, from you know, when they, things that they left behind. Um, so I did a little research and I found pictures of the family who lived here when it was built and I could identify the ghost woman from the pictures. So oh, shit. Oh. it was really cool. As soon as I saw her, I was like, oh, that's her. She was right behind me. So yeah, that was interesting. And yeah, I'm not, really you know, I'm not, I'm not like what you would call a true believer. I'm pretty much a skeptic, but that kind of sold me right there. Yeah, for sure. That would freak me out. <laughs> it was, you know, it was really benign. My sister asked me, you know, is it, are they scary? And I said, no, they're not scary at all. They're just curious and very, um, like welcoming, I guess. Yeah. But we, we try to, we try to reassure them and, you know, we're going to, uh, take care of your house. They are obviously very house proud. We're going to take care of your house. We're respectful of, you know, the property and stuff. And I think that that helped. Right. So you're, so is it safe to say you're not a skeptic anymore? Um, yeah, I guess I would say I'm not a skeptic <laughs> anymore. <laughs> it's hard to argue with that, you know? Oh yeah. I know. Like I went into, uh, I had a haunted house across from where I grew up and we actually did a whole podcast episode about it. And me and my friend went in, you know, on a dare. And I literally felt 
something like I heard footsteps. I felt something rush past me. Uh, there was an open drawer that slammed shut. Oh, the basement door flew open. Wow. And I left. <laughs> <laughs> that was enough, right? <laughs> Your yeah. <poor> friend. <laughs> yeah. I left <laughs> All right. So I, I know you're collaborating with Hurricane. Yes. On, on your book, uh, The Solace. The Solace, yeah. So is that is that like your first novel or do you, do you have more before that? I had other, I have tried so many different genres. Um, but when I wrote that one, I was like, this is, this is where it's at. You know, I really enjoyed writing horror because I've always liked it. Um, but I tried writing romance. I tried writing which is really kind of funny, actually. Um, I tried writing mystery. I tried writing uh, like fantasy novels and none of it really was any good. It was actually quite bad. So <laughs> the, the horror was, was kind of my coming of age and I really enjoyed the story and I really got into it and I got into the characters and it kind of scared myself a couple times, which is good. No, I, I understand completely. I was the same way. I've written science fiction, uh, action. You know, like you said, like I, there isn't a genre that I've not tried. Like right, that right. Because I don't really discriminate. I'm like, oh, I like the story. I write it. Right. But coming to horror, like coming home, like it just fit like love. <clears throat> I can't really. <laughs> <laughs> Are you are you a writer too or no? <laughs> um, I am here because Matt asked me to be here. Oh, okay. Um, I went to school for communications. Uh, oh, okay. Specifically, like public relations and marketing, and I I do social media and graphic design and all that. So that's like my side of it, and Matt's more so the writer and the horror okay. enthusiast. And it's so funny because on our regular shows, I have never I barely have seen any horror movies that are oh open. really okay yeah we've got to change that you know what ever since we started this within the past like month i have been told so many times that i have to watch like so many horror movies <laughs> <laughs> and like i i kind of wanted to but at the same time i don't because like she's like my straight man oh right that makes sense, that makes sense. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like for the people out there who like don't particularly like horror. I mean, I guess they don't watch horror movies, so I'm kind of right. Like, She's the oddest target. Yeah. Well, you know, there's horror, and then there's like horror. You know, some 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 things are too graphic for me. I tend to be kind of a lightweight. I like yeah. more atmospheric stuff myself. Yeah, like, you're like my wife. Like she likes haunted house stuff. Yeah. Like, like demon. Not like the exorcist, but like like say paranormal activity. Yeah, that's a good one. But like cannibal holocaust would not be one on my list. Yeah, my my wife doesn't like work <laughs> at all. Where meanwhile I I grew up on eighties. Oh yeah. Yeah. So like for me, like the gore is where it's at. <laughs> well, there's a lot of great eighties horror movies, like really good ones. Um one of my favorite ones that's kind of like silly but still fun was um oh what's that one with Keith Kiefer Sutherland and he's a vampire the lost boys, oh, boys. the lost boys yeah like I liked that one a lot and that one wasn't too creepy 
Oh, this is such a great vampire movie. It and, is, yeah. And I mean, like, the vampires in it are scary. Yes. But the movie doesn't take itself super seriously. Like, you have, like, you have the oiled-up saxophone player. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, you know, the grandpa who yeah. basically is like, damn vampires. <laughs> <laughs> that is an 80s movie. That is such an 80s movie. And then Tremors is another one I really like. So kind of those B... Don't take them, like you said, don't take themselves too seriously movies. Those are the kinds I really enjoy. All right, so I know that you're doing the thing with Hurricane, but, and I, I don't know what you two have going on, but are you able to tell us, like, I kind of want you to tell us what The Soulless is about, but at the same time, I don't want to spoil Without it. Without spoiling anything, right. Well, I can, I can say it takes place in a small town in Michigan, which is where I'm from. Um, and uh, it involves a high school there. Um, and the main characters are high school teachers. Um, and it doesn't sound so scary right now when I'm saying this, <laughs> but uh, how, can I, how can I say stuff without giving it away? It, it involves, um, it's an occult piece and it involves demons and demon possession and the idea is that these demons feed on people's worst impulses so um one of the characters uh is very well he preys on younger women he's a high school teacher and he preys on younger women and um these demons kind of whip him up into a frenzy where he feels uh that it's okay to to carry out his base impulses, and that's what these things do. They 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 work from the inside out. They um, make you feel your darkest desires and act on them. I guess is what I'm trying to say. So like, yeah, yeah. So basically, like they're these little demons that are sitting on people's shoulders. Yeah, yeah, exactly. In their ear, like, oh yeah, you can totally do that thing. Yeah, exactly. And oh wow, that sounds really interesting. It gets them into a lot of trouble, and it's a small town, um, so and it's pretty isolated, uh, which is one of my favorite kind of stories: is small town horror stories where everyone's like in the woods, isolated from uh, the rest of society, and uh, and so they have a, a small town bond, but at the same time, um, they also have a history of some really terrible things happening um in that small town because of these demons so you like basically just described like two of my favorite demons. <laughs> <laughs> like uh like i hear that and i think of it oh and, yeah yeah and, salem, and salem's lot yeah salem's lot is really good i'm a huge stephen king fan and he used to just scare me oh my gosh did he scare me when i read the shining i I couldn't even get out of bed to go use the bathroom. I had to just lay <laughs> that, was, that light out. That was me too. Like I was in fifth grade and I used to go to the children's library in my town. And oh, well, I don't want the children's library, but it was like the library in my town, the children's library was in the basement. And you could go down there and rent stuff. And then like the grown up books were upstairs. Like and, and you couldn't get an adult library card until you hit sixth grade. So, and like, that's, that's why I wanted to be. Yeah. And 
the day that I hit sixth grade, I went up there, I got my library card, and the first book I read it was The Shining. Oh, good for you. <laughs> and I'm reading it, and it was the weekend, because it's summer vacation, and my aunt and her mother went to bed. And it was, and I remember it exactly to this day, it was 2.30 in the morning when I met the woman from room 217. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, and just scared the crap <laughs> out of myself. And you didn't sleep again for like weeks, I bet. Oh, yeah. I missed out on a lot of sleep as a child because <laughs> I saw I saw a nightmare on Elm Street when I was four. Oh wow! Yeah, and, yeah, and that was pretty much the end of sleep right there. <laughs> and but but to get back to what you were saying is like you know that reminded me of that because it is a small town. Yes, and they have this horrible history because Pennywise has like corrupted that town. Right. You yeah. know, like his evil being there, like people just turn a blind eye to like these bad things that, that happen you know like when adrian mellon gets thrown off the bridge or right. when henry bowers is about to cut up ben and dude just drives by in the car and just like oh lucky god i didn't see anything <laughs> you know and that's what that reminded me of yeah that's exactly it i um stephen king is a huge inspiration especially you know all his his uh tales that take place in maine and the small town stuff i've always loved that that's been so i i think that he planted that seed it wouldn't surprise me if he planted that seed and not that i was trying to write something exactly like him i but the idea was there right like you like the idea of it i did you know it's just like the small town um the small town idea yeah like the same thing happened with me because like with salem's lot that was the first time i ever read a book where like the town itself was a character yeah that was cool yeah, yeah you know or like or the way that he like personified the marston house yes like the, the house alone was like an evil entity like or, even even without barlow and Straker, like the house was just bad right or the shining with the overlook hotel yeah exactly the overlook is is the character like you said yeah yeah exactly like the overlook is bad and it's just like and the way that it like essentially used danny as a battery yes right it's exactly to do right. it oh i love i love the movie of that too that's one of my favorite horror movies of all time see i get i get a lot of flack because i actually i do not like stanley kubrick's version of the show <laughs> <laughs> well you, there's a lot of people that would agree with you on that like i i like the miniseries that was on ABC. yeah yep i i felt it was more true to the book it was good and, i did like it and i mean like the thing about kubrick's movie that doesn't really work for me and i know it's sacrilege but it's jack nicholson oh no <laughs> But here, let, let me explain why. Because in the book, right, they move up there and like Danny's dad, you know, he's struggling with alcoholism, right? Yeah. But he loves he loves his son. Yes. Right. Yeah. And that's what saves them all in the end. That's true. Is his son. And the thing about the shining is 
you get to see this this slow build of him being corrupted by the hotel and he starts to like slowly go crazy yeah and Jack nicholson just seems crazy all the time <laughs> but, you know what i mean yep. i know when like, he's so driving like, up to the hotel and they're on the car on the way there yes that is yeah like, like that's what jack nicholson's like kind of known for like he's just manic he's yeah. kind of crazy so i didn't get the journey in that movie. yeah it's crazy i mean i can i can understand that either. yeah <laughs> but yeah usually when i say i don't like it before like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> the other thing i really like i really like um like science fiction horror too so the thing is another one that i really enjoy with kurt russell well i mean the thing is pretty much a masterpiece so that makes sense yeah yeah and Haley has no idea <laughs> yeah well while he was watching horror movies in the 80s I was not thought of at that point. And then when I was introduced to 80s movies, it was more like The Breakfast Club. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, you can't argue with The Breakfast Club. Right. So, and like Pretty in Pink and all, yeah. Yeah, all those. <laughs> yes, so, those are all great movies, too. I, they, they are. Yeah. But like I was watching Slashers and she was watching John Hughes. So <laughs> well, I mean, I wasn't watching it back in the day because i wasn't thought of back That's in the true. day <laughs> i think it'd be cool if john hughes had made a horror movie i think that would have been really cool Ooh, like yeah. what kind of yeah. movie would john what, what kind of movie would john hughes made if he made a horror movie yeah because john hughes was big on small town stuff too yeah he was and teenagers so you can almost picture him doing a version of the thing or something or not the thing but um it <laughs> yeah but no, like I, yeah, because like actually, I helped. Um, I I don't know. Did you? I'm assuming you've watched the. She put the prologue up. Yes, I did. Thing. I saw that. Yes. Yeah. So like, I helped her. I basically wrote that trigger warning for her. Oh, that's uh, good. Yeah, I'm glad yeah, you did that. Yeah, because she did. Like, because she texted me and she's like, "So this this book has the thing at the beginning yes it does <laughs> you know and i was like she was like i, I want to write a trigger warning but i don't really know how to word it and i was like okay well tell me what happened so she told me and i was like okay say this <laughs> yeah no that was a good idea because you never know you know it's it's a sensitive topic and especially nowadays yeah so especially now it, it warranted a warning i think that was smart yeah, so I did that for her, and then I don't know if she showed you the um, the parts list. Like, I don't know how much yeah. she shared back. Yeah, I just actually it was on. Yeah, it was online somewhere, and I saw it. Yeah, yeah, because I'm I'm actually playing your lead. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, but I I haven't gotten any of my lines yet, so I'm, okay, I'm, I'm patiently waiting. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Well, that's I can't wait to hear it. Yeah, I'm very excited about it. Oh, cool. <laughs> So then that was another reason why I was like, I really want to get her to come on and I want to talk to her about it. Because I want to yeah. like find out what's going on. Yeah, I'm I'm being introduced to all these people and I, I didn't realize what a great group of people the horror community is. Like on Twitter, there's so many people and they're so interesting and Oh, uh, the horror community on Twitter is fantastic. Yeah. 
Oh, it really is. And it's so broad. Like there's so many people involved in it. It's, it's not one segment of society. It's everyone. Yeah. You know, like, you know, you get people from all walks of life that are just really into it. Yeah. Yeah. And from Everybody all over the world so too. Nice. Yeah. Everybody's so nice. <laughs> and like welcoming. <laughs> Everybody's willing to help each other. They're great. Well, <laughs> You know, you didn't hear it from me, but <laughs> the, the, they're a little bit more supportive than some of the other um, genres that I've, you know, seen. Mm -hmm. or, you know, the horror community is just like, hey, come on in, grab a beer, enjoy yourself. It's like different cliques in high school. Or something. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, the horror kids are the cool kids. Yeah, and it's really funny because most people, they're like, oh, those are the people that like, they like horror, stay away from them. They're weird. And like, we're the nicest people, yeah, <laughs> we're the nicest the, people in the building. <laughs> they're the normal ones. Yeah, I mean, yeah, really, because we, we just started our podcast a little over a month ago. Like yeah. we, oh, we put up our first, yeah, we put up our first episode on January fifteenth. Okay, so wow. we've been up for just a little over a month, and like we're already almost at four hundred listens. Um, oh, wow, that's really good. Yeah, and like the people on Twitter are just like they put it out, like you know they they really promote us. Like I ended up getting in with a, like a an actual website and oh, and, it, and like, yeah and, and honestly like all i did was i saw that they had podcasts on our website and i was like hey what would it take to get my podcast on your website and he was like give me all the information oh, <laughs> like 10 minutes i was on there you know so like you said they're very welcoming and like we all help each other out like we don't really see each other like as a as competition you know we're right. more like more than enough horror to go around for everybody. Right, exactly. And there's so many different kinds of horror within horror. You know, like we were talking about um, slasher movies and uh, paranormal movies and uh, science fiction horror movies. You know, there's just like so many in that one umbrella. Yeah, and it's not even like on social media either. Like ever since we started this podcast, like anywhere I go and it comes up in conversation, like I've made new friends through like go, just going around and talking to people like about just like what we do and, you know, things like that. And it's so crazy how many people you can actually meet. Just yeah. Like having one common, you know, thing that you do. And then like there's so many outlets because then you have people who do like horror makeup yeah who do like photography and more like you know other creative stuff like that so it's like it's so interesting and everybody's been great so far and we've been having like a really great time and yeah. oh that's cool <laughs> yeah. i know if it's not fun why do it it's there to be enjoyed and right so then is is the solace like your first foray into horror or yeah, yeah that i wrote it actually um I think it's in some ways a little bit dated because like cell phones were kind of a new thing when I started writing it. So um, there's like not much in the way of cell phones and stuff, but um, I wrote it probably 10 years ago, I'm guessing 10 years ago. That sounds about right. Maybe even earlier than that. Um, since then I've written probably one, two, three, four, five, six seven books since then so it was like one. it was definitely one of the newer ones so are the are are those ones horror as well or 
did you kind of start that one and then you were kind of genre hopping and, yeah and then- <laughs> i was kind of genre hopping i um that's when i made a really wrong turn into romance that was bad <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh i did some i did a lot of um Oh, urban fantasy. So it's sort of kind of the redheaded stepchild of the horror, horror family because there's, you know, vampires and demons and stuff, but it's kind of more like chick lit. So, okay. you know, maybe I guess you could think of, um, well, it's not quite Twilight. It didn't quite go that far, but, you know, that sort of thing <laughs> as opposed to, um, American Horror Story. You know, it's like two different spectrums right. of the same thing. But I'm now, I'm finding the straight up horror is just way more fun. I really like it. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, like I love horror. Like I I but then again, like I'm I'm kind of sadistic in, in oh, my right. horror yeah. writing. Like my wife is the first one who reads anything that I write and she gets so mad at me because <laughs> My thing is, is like I like I don't just introduce you to these people, and I'm like, oh, look at all these lovely people, and then ha ha ha, I kill them all. Yeah, like, right. I I take my time making you just care about the hopes and dreams of each one of them before I destroy them. That is pretty That's sadistic. That's pretty sadistic. <laughs> I mean, it's it's what I do. <laughs> Because when you write, like you could do that. Like right. if you do that in real life, you're a psychopath. <laughs> if you if you write, if you just write it, then it's okay. <laughs> right. Well, you're what it there's a um I'm also a teacher and there's a um essay from Stephen King that I have my students read and it's about why we crave horror movies. And he said um it's silent. Yeah, uh, from uh, uh, Dance Macabre. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep, to silence the gibbering idiot inside of you or something like that. And I'm like, yeah, that's probably it. <laughs> it feeds yeah, me I, or something. It, oh, it, I, I think horror gets such a bad rap because of the content. Yeah. You know, like people people don't really bother to look below the surface. You know, like they see a clip of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and they're like, oh my God, this guy's like chasing this girl around with a chainsaw and, and wearing somebody's face. Right, <laughs> or, right. You know, like, you know, like Freddy's like slashing people up and they they don't bother to look below that. And when I was a psych major, like I, I didn't finish, but when I was a psych major, what I, one of my papers, I wrote about society's um, interaction or like where where horror movies fall in society, essentially. And I really talked about, because I, I think, one, we like horror because horror is a, a horror movie or a horror book or anything like that is a safe place where we can confront our fears without being in danger. Yeah, I think that's true. You know what I mean? Like, you can confront that fear of being chased by a mass maniac. Right. Or, you know, like the thing, like an alien taking over everyone, you know, and you don't know who to trust. Like, there's all these different um, tropes and things that horror um, explores that when you sit down in a horror movie, you could be scared for two hours and you can work through some stuff that scares you, but you yourself are never actually physically in any danger. Right. And I think that's where a big appeal comes from. 
I think so too. I think, and it's not like this is new. I mean, horror has been around forever. Um, when I was a little kid, well, probably like fourth grade or something, my parents would take me to church and I'd be so bored. So I'd read the Bible, but I was looking for all the scary parts. And there's like a lot of weird and strange stories in the Bible, if you look. So I was probably the only kid that could find like dragons eating babies and um, weird things coming out of the sky and all this stuff. Um, oh, Reve Revelations is where you go yeah, for all the good stuff. Exactly. <laughs> it was a treasure trove. Because <laughs> I, I did the same thing. Like I was I was raised Catholic. Oh, yeah. And I know I know the Catholic Bible front to back, back to front. Because I used to read it all the time. But not because I was trying to be a good, pious little Christian boy, but mainly because like, I, I wanted to read about the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah yeah. and how long life got rid of assault. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, those are scary stories. And <laughs> and it was... Yeah, like, like some, some legit crazy stuff happened in the Bible. Yeah. There was, like, you know, there was a guy that turned into a... Well, in the book of Daniel, one of the kings turns into a, um animal, you know, and... um almost like a, not quite a werewolf, but sort of like a werewolf, you know? And so, yeah, my parents thought I was being really good by reading the Bible, but they didn't know what I was actually looking for. Yeah, or like, you know, like when the plagues came out and it's like, hey man, like, uh, smear the blood on your throat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, that's some straight horror shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was raised Catholic, but I don't, I couldn't tell you one thing, <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm so awful. Like it, I, people who listen to our podcast are probably like, this girl knows nothing, <laughs> but like, I mean, I was raised, but I mean, like I went to CCD every week. So I think for me, I was kind of, I, it felt like school to me. Oh, so right. It was kind of like, I don't want, why am I going to school like six days a week? Right. <laughs> so it was kind of, I don't know. Like all I, all I know is like baptism confirmation communion boom you're done like <laughs> and then maybe something else but i'm not really too sure yeah right <laughs> well, well i mean like, like in the catholic communion like drink this wine for it is yeah. my blood yeah it's red for it is my body like that's like some cannibalism <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah well it, you know there's a lot of like ritualism in horror movies too um Oh, I've been watching Sabrina. So they do all their Church of the Night stuff. And so good. <laughs> so good. I love Sabrina. Sabrina's a great show. Did you did you finish Sabrina? Yeah, I did. I just finished it. Yeah, like we me and my wife pretty much like finished it the first day it dropped. Oh yeah. I was because so happy. We, yeah, because like we're doing recaps of it like every Friday on the podcast. Oh and okay. It is just so spoiler filled because we just get in there and talk about everything. <laughs> yeah, I listened to your podcast with you and your wife, and you were talking. She had seen oh, what movie was it? It was your most recent one. Um, uh, well, we, the one we did last night with uh, Terrifier. The Terrifier, yes. <laughs> that was, yeah. that was hilarious. Yes. Yeah. She came over yesterday and I was like, we're going to watch this movie. <laughs> was that on Netflix? Yes. 
Okay, I have to remember that. Yeah, yeah it's, but I will warn you, like it, it is boring. Is it? Oh, maybe not. That. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 like an old school eighties throwback. Okay. Oh, so it's like you can tell it's fake. No. no. <laughs> Matt's only mad because I was talking smack on Freddy Krueger and how it looks all generic. Oh Freddy. no! It was made back in the day, and that's his favorite. <laughs> I love I love Nightmare on Elm Street. You know Johnny Depp. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm just saying. Like, I, it took me out of the movie experience because, like obviously i know like i put that reasoning like oh this is fake you know because i have to keep telling myself that right you know right I mean? yeah movies, right like i get really freaked out when i right. watch movies like that because i'm more like the paranormal person as well so seeing people getting blood getting spit out from the bed dismembered and, yeah it just not it doesn't sit right with me yeah i can yeah. understand that yeah but like that is my that is my favorite movie it's a great movie. And, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, yeah, you have to watch this. And so, like, I bring her over and we're watching it. And it's the part where Tina, like, you know, right at the beginning, pretty much, where Tina wakes up and she goes out in the alley. Yes. And, and he comes down the alley and his arms are stretched way out. Yes. And, like, that scene. Like, legitimately creeped me out, like, when I was a kid, because I used to have to take my garbage out back, and I would always do it before the sun went down, because, like, I didn't want to see that shit, and I showed her, and he's coming down, and she's like, this looks so horrible, this looks so fake, and I was so offended. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, what can I say? <laughs> yeah. Like, she downpocks some legitimate classics. Because <laughs> I have to tell myself it's not real. Yeah. Oh, I get it. What? <laughs> He's looking at me like I'm nuts. <laughs> Hey, listen, you know, I don't like looking at blood and blah. It just makes me just me. They're getting so good it. at it, too. Like the um, people doing the makeup and stuff. It looks way more realistic than it has. Oh, my gosh. You know, have you ever seen a show? It's called Face Off. Uh, I've heard of it. I haven't seen it. Oh, my gosh. I definitely recommend if you can find it on any streaming service to watch it. Why are you covering your face? It's a good show. <laughs> I'm covering his face. It's a good show where they do, you know, the horror makeup. But it's so cool. What like when they're really good, like they're really on. And it there have been some looks on there that have been like absolutely crazy. And I'm like, that could really be in a movie. Yeah, it's like it like it's just so crazy. Because so ever since I seen that show, I'm like, okay. So I, now that I, like, when I w do watch a horror movie, I'm like, they're just in that kind of makeup. So it just completely takes me out of the experience of just being scared, but I'm still scared at the same time. It's really strange. I don't know. Right. Yeah, I just, uh, Midsummer. I don't know if you've seen Midsummer, um, but I that yet. Okay, it's really, well, some people love it, some people hate it. I really liked it, but there was one scene in there 
uh, oh my goodness, the makeup, how did they do that? I, like you say, I, I had to remind myself it's not real. <laughs> yeah. Well, sometimes they mix like makeup and CGI together. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe it could have been like part CGI-ish. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. So, so what? what oh, and actually going back to like the whole click thing, because I was going to say like, and maybe you can verify for me because I don't have personal experience. But like, I actually heard that like romance is like the worst. <laughs> I'm just gonna say no comment. <laughs> like, they, like I've heard like the tattoo, like, like the Roman community will like eat their own. What? Well, I will say, like, they're um, they are very businesslike. They, it's amazing. Um, they are they've got the business of writing down really well, and yeah, they're driven. That's another good word to put to them they're very driven but like they haven't been you know they've been pretty welcoming too i have, i've not had any bad experiences with them at all but i'm just their work ethic blows me away let's see like i'm i'm pretty driven like hey we can tell you yeah but like i'm also like super nice yeah <laughs> you can be both right yeah yeah like like if i have a day off of my day job like, like I'll get on Twitter and like, I just grind <laughs> like all day, like looking for opportunities, looking for people to interview. Right. Like, yeah. You know, trying to get sponsors for the podcast. Like, right. Like I'm just constantly looking for something, but like, even though I'm doing that, like I had somebody that just started a new podcast and like he messaged me. And he was like, hey, I just started a new podcast. Um, how do I do this? And I did not look at it as, oh, this is another podcast I'm going to have to compete with. I'm like, okay, look, you need to do this. You need to do this. You need to do this. I put him in contact with Haley because all of our marketing stuff. I'm like, message her on IG. Like, she'll hook you up. And, and now, now they, want, they, they talk, talk daily. daily. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, yeah, I, we don't need to like compete with each other. What do they say? A rising tide uh, raises all ships, or something like that. You know, it's we're here to raise yeah. each other up, and yeah, yeah like you said, there's so many different types of war, right? That just because you're into this one kind doesn't mean you're taking somebody away from me like you know right. maybe people can like more than one thing right exactly like you know what i mean like so i try to i like i am trying to succeed like i i have big plans but at the same time like hurricane uh this new MacGuffin podcast like this mutant fan website like i'm trying to grab people and I'm taking them with me. Right. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, you don't you don't find that in a lot of other I mean, I can't speak for all genres. I don't know that much about, you know, science fiction or um westerns or you know, different ones like that. Um but for horror, yeah, people are very welcoming. Yeah, that, that's what I've noticed. That's what I try to do. So, so what, what is next, next for you after Solus? Like, 
Oh, do you have something in the works now? Yeah, I, I have one. I wrote, um, it ended up being a series. I didn't mean it to be, um, but it's more of a haunted house kind of a thing. Um, and it's based on the main character is a young man who has seen ghosts his whole life and hates it. He just, people think he's crazy. He's been, his parents sent him to doctors and uh, put him on drugs and stuff to get him to stop seeing ghosts. And he never has. And so now he's like having this awakening where he's starting to embrace his gift. He's starting to see his curse as a gift. And uh, so he joins up with another um, person and they have a paranormal investigation service. So I'm, I'm just about, um, the name of the series is, the, is Restless Spirits. And I'm just about done with the third book in the series, which is gonna be Broken Spirits. There's Restless Spirits. Um, I, I can't even think of my own book names. <laughs> Restless Spirits, Deadly Spirits, and then Broken Spirits. And so I'm almost done with that one. And then after that, I have a couple more ideas that I wanna start working on. Um, I sort of write five books at a time, just not all together, but I like, circle through them so I've, I've got five other projects going on and and they kind of go in spurts oh yeah that's that's, that's just the hallmark of being a writer yeah we've always got we've always got five to ten works in progress and when you hit a block one you just hop over to another yeah exactly right so but the um broken spirits one i'm hoping to have out um for sure by the summer um i'm in the home stretch so i'm pretty happy about that so are you are you traditional uh both i have um i had a series of books that were um published by harlequin that was you know harking back to my romance days um and uh i before that i was with a small press um called mundania i don't know if you're familiar with them they do no, like fantasy and things like that. Um, but right now I'm um, self-publishing. Okay. See, I I have thought that I've done, and I've kind of gone back and forth. I mean, when I did my first novel back in 2009, uh, traditional was still pretty much, you know, where it was at. Like, like other than that, that, like we really have like a band and progressive, right? And, and POVs, right? Um, but now, with these, the rise of these small independent presses, um, and the self publishing, you're almost I can't remember who I was talking to with about it, but the way that they when you go traditional publishing now, like they want you to be able to market yourself, they want yes. you to have a social media platform. Yeah. So like, they expect you to have everything you would have if you're self-publishing anyway. Right. They really do. I mean, and it's to yeah. your own advantage too, because it's so easy to get lost. Like, if you're not out there, um, you know, writing in your blog and connecting with readers and stuff, you're just you're going to get buried no matter who publishes you. Right. And honestly, that was like one of the, the first reasons I started my podcast was because 
I actually have a novel I'm almost done with. It's a small town thing because in my day job, I'm a I'm a rural postal carrier for the post office. Oh, right. Okay. So I do it out of my own vehicle. I'm out in the country. And so I started right. I, I wrote this song, a small town story that just so happens to have a Wendigo that <laughs> lives in the woods and shows up every so often to rip as many people apart as possible. <laughs> and it was like, I started this to have a platform. Okay. You know, build an audience, talk to people. And then when my book comes out, I could be like, hey, I have this book out. Right. But now I've been having so much fun doing this and spent so much time trying to grow this. Like, I don't think I've actually worked on the second draft of my novel in like over a month. <laughs> it's easy to get distracted, you know, there's so much to do. Yeah, and I just found that I, I really like talking to people and I really talk, like talking about horror movies, you know, and stuff like that. Right. And it's not it's not as hard as writing. <laughs> writing is hard, yes. It's very hard. And Haley's just laying in her Yeah. I didn't want to be rude and interrupt or like anything. About her house. Well, oh, when, oh. Well, when did when did it start? Like, when did you first notice something paranormal happening in your house? Um, let me see. We bought the house in October, so it wasn't long after we bought it. I would say maybe even a week after we bought it oh wow so it was pretty soon afterwards yeah oh wow that's pretty crazy and so then it, was, it, was it was not a slow burn scary movie it, it was, like pretty much ramped right up yeah <laughs> hopefully I mean, like, was it anything that like when you when it first happened like what was your reaction to it since you were skeptical like you know what i mean i was just completely taken by surprise like i I was just like, did I just see that? And that did that just happen? Because it wasn't very long, you know. And right. I was like, oh my gosh, that it, it wasn't scary. It was just sort of like fascinating. Like if you see something completely unexpected but really cool, um, right. you know, like if you saw a lightning strike somewhere or something, it, it would just be like, wow, that is really cool. Did it really happen? So. And then it was the next day that I saw the picture. So I didn't see the picture right away. I didn't see it until the next day. And since then, things have been pretty quiet. Like every once in a while, I think maybe I see a shadow or something, but nothing, nothing like that night. Yeah. It was quiet for a while and then you did this podcast and now it's going to start. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I keep an eye on my cat. My cat is pretty, you know, he's a good spirit sensor <laughs> yeah well they do say like animals and kids can really detect ghosts and like things like that yeah my kids swore my last house was haunted too i never i never saw it but they swore up and down it was haunted i so who knows yeah i live in a house with my mom and um when her and my stepdad bought the house 
it was just the two of them and my sister because I was living with my aunt and grandma all the time. And then I moved back in and the only place they had that I could sleep was the basement. Oh. <laughs> and I was sleeping down there and we had a cat and like the cat used to just like stare at the bathroom. Yes. <laughs> and then like the bathroom light would like turn on and off by itself. And oh, I looked at my mom. Yeah, and I looked at my mom. And I'm like, mom, like this basement is haunted. <laughs> and, and here, like, she looks at me. And she goes, she goes, oh yeah, <laughs> because like the people that she bought the house from, uh, she used to take care of the woman at dialysis. Oh, and like, and she was like, oh yeah, my husband had a heart attack. Melody yard, yard and died in the backyard, and the basement is his favorite place in the house. Oh no! <laughs> and I was like, "Well, yeah." And I was like, "Well, he needs to leave." <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and and it was really funny because like he kept he would like turn the light on and off like all the time. Isn't that funny? and I would. Yeah, yeah, and like I would be laying down there in bed, and like you know how if you're laying in bed and somebody gets in bed next to you, yes, and you feel the bed like sink, yeah, that would happen all the time. Oh man, and I was the only person down there. <laughs> no, 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 no. And like all the time, and then finally, I just I was like, if you don't stop, I'm gonna burn this place down. <laughs> Does it stop? And, and where will you go then? And and he quit. Oh wow! <laughs> like, I'm not messing around with this dude anymore. <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, that's good though because you can't you can't be scared. I'm convinced if you're scared, that's like you know the worst possible thing to do. Yeah, yeah like, like I tell my son, like with bullies, you yeah. Can't you're afraid. Exactly. So, so maybe, so, so see, maybe you can start writing about stuff that happens in your house. <laughs> <laughs> I've thought about it. it. It has crossed my mind. But so far, nothing like serious. And, and I don't want to like bring bad luck on myself either. So that's unbelievable. Yes. Yeah. The one time I, I explained this on a different episode, but. The one time my friends and I were going to, I don't know why we were doing this, but we had a Ouija board and it was my aunt's and my friend didn't even want to touch it. So I was like, it was just smart. She didn't even want to touch the box, but like, I, I'm fine. Like, and I was holding it in my lap the whole time. Those things like, freak me out. Yeah, they freak me out too. We didn't do anything with it, but I mean, like. Oh, yeah, they do freak me out because I heard just having one of those in your house is like a recipe for disaster. And I think my aunt got hers at a garage sale, too. Oh, so yeah. That's like, even worse. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you, you don't mess with Ouija boards. No. Like, my, my mom, one time, like, my mom wouldn't even let me go play with the neighborhood in their house. Because they, they had a Ouija board. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. yeah. She was like, like, oh, bring bring you. 
I mean, I've stayed at my aunt's house plenty of times, and I, I don't think. I mean, granted, it is haunted, but I don't. It's not anything that's you know crazy. Like, yeah, no. I, stuff, but, I don't. I don't really scare easy over stuff, stuff but, but I don't mess with Ouija boards. Yeah, that, Ouija boards are no, no, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> that's no go. Yeah, yeah like I know. <laughs> I tend to be pretty superstitious about things anyway. I, you know, I say I'm not a, a true believer, but yet I'm, I am pretty superstitious. You're just erring on the side of caution. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. That's all right. That makes sense. That, that's practical. I do that with certain things though. Not we do words. No. <laughs> certain things though. But I did. Okay. I did want to ask you. So how did this project with, with Horror King come about? Oh, yeah. Um, I was starting to, to um, look at different YouTube channels um, because I really like like creepypasta type stories. And so I was trying to um, find other channels and hers came up. So I followed her on Twitter and she followed me back. And then just kind of out of the blue, she um, she asked if I was interested in collaborating. And I really liked her channel. And I was like, yeah, let's do this. Uh, it's like every writer's dream to to see their or hear their story come to life like that. So um, I was super excited. I just thought that was really great because basically me and her met because she put a thing up on Twitter saying that she ran out of short stories to read. And I was like, hey, I got a bunch and I can send them to you and you can read them if you want or not, you know, whatever. And she ended up taking all of them. Oh, did she? Was yours the yeah. Carver? Or did you do the Carver? Yes, that's mine. I love that one. That's a good one. Uh, the, the Carver was mine. Um, going down. I don't, that one doesn't ring a bell. Uh, did you see the newest one she did a couple weeks ago that was exclusive to her called This Is What You Deserve? Yes. That was that really was good. Mine. Yes. I that was that. mine. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. So I give her a bunch of stuff. And, you know, she was really trying to grow her channel and trying to figure out how to approach people, like do sponsorships or do projects and stuff right. like that. Right. And I'm really big on I... I'm not afraid to ask anybody anything. I will, I will shoot my shot with anybody. <laughs> so I told her, I'm like, listen, you just need to go send some stuff out, you know, like say this, do this, and then like, and now like I, I kind of feel like a proud dad <laughs> because she's been to me all the time and she's like, I got this big thing in the works and I did this and I did that. And it's like. The training will Yeah, right, right. Ride free. But it's it's like a great project. It's I'm just so excited about it. And I I'm like, I want to hear more. I know what's gonna happen because obviously I wrote it, but I still want to know what's gonna happen. Yeah. yeah, I mean you're you're getting to experience something you wrote in a new format. Yeah, exactly. It's like coming to life, you know, all the voices and the sound effects and everything. It's really cool. Yeah, exactly. Because I mean, like, obviously, I wrote the barber. Yeah. And then she read that and 
when she like did his voice, you know, she had that thing on on that made her voice come out like really deep. Yes. And like like I got goosebumps. Yeah. I I wrote the lines. You know, I got goosebumps when I heard them because it was like it was a lot. Yeah, it was, that was one of my favorites. That was the first one I heard. And I was like, I really like that a lot. And then it was the same thing with this is what you deserve. Like when she did the the voices of the things in the box and it was like that, that echoey. Yeah. That, that echoey and it sounded like multiple voices effects she did. Yes. And like, just like hearing that. It was almost like I didn't write it. Like it was like, oh man, this is amazing. <laughs> like I did, like, I, I listened to it and like I picked up my phone and I'm like, this thing you did with your voices are awesome. <laughs> it's the accent, you know. She has the best accent. That's what I told her. <laughs> your accent I, is pretty cool too, by the way. <laughs> I got that. I got that. Pittsburgh. We have an accent. Well, I don't think I have an accent. Oh, you do. What? You both do. Really? Yep. Yep. Yeah. I got that Pittsburgh accent. But I don't see Pittsburgh. I don't. When I think of an accent, I think of like English, Irish, Scottish. No, like hardcore <laughs> Canadian. Like it's because you live here. I know, but it's so crazy when people say I have an accent because I don't think I'm interesting enough to have an accent. <laughs> You're not that exotic. No, trust me, you do, you do, and it's a good thing. I like it. I like to hear people's accents. Okay, so then I have to ask because I want to see if you say the same thing. To you, what region does our accent sound like? Wait, say that again. To you, like. What region does our accent sound? Oh, like? when you said Pittsburgh, that like clued me in because I had relative or I have relatives in Pennsylvania, and okay. they sound um, not quite as pronounced, but pretty similar. So, kind of, sort of southern, but not quite. Yes, yes. <laughs> I I was in the army, and oh, okay. When I went to basic training, I went to South Carolina. And, you know, you get people in the Army that are just from everywhere. Yes. And I would talk, and that's what they told me there. They're like, that's like you have like a Southern-style accent. Yeah. And I joke, I joke all the time because it's like Pennsylvania. I say, oh, well, that's because I'm from Pennsylvania. You have Pittsburgh in the West, Philadelphia in the East, and Alabama in the middle. Because <laughs> we say stuff like red, warsh. Yep, uh, warsh. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, like screen door. Yeah, like southern ago. Do we really? Yes, we do. I don't say warsh though. I say no, that's more of an older generation thing. Yeah, because my grandma says warsh. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, all my relatives would say warsh. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, yeah, but I mean, like we, yeah, we do. We have an accent. Like we say buggy. It's the like country part. Like we yeah. say buggy. Buggy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we say uh, like you know like rubber band and like. Rubber band instead of gum band. Like, there's all kinds of words that you use, Haley, that you have no idea that you guys, you're like, what? Do you guys use the word poke? Is that still poke? Poke, yeah. Like a like paper a bag. One? Like a, a what? Bag? My relatives always uh, called paper bags pokes. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's more of a word. Yeah, I've never heard someone use that before. I have. 
but, but like, I, I, live with my, my, I live with my, my uh, so yeah, that's like, different. Yeah, them saying or, that. You know, she would she would say, "Go right up your room." <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, that's interesting. I didn't know that. I mean, I would catch myself, but like, I don't think I it would. It's southern. I think it's more. I don't know. I feel like I say some things in like certain styles that I don't even know. <laughs> like we don't have that that southern drawl yeah. that everybody talks about. No, like, not quite. You have like southern like tone of words. Yeah, it's weird. Do listen. No, what's funny is like listen to listen to my four year old talk. I know. I know. He sounds British in a way. <laughs> well, sometimes like he'll be talking about something and like like okay like. Our neighbors, Michelle, have this car, and it's like a hoopie. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> that works. Yep. Like it's like a garbage car, and like he'll be looking out the window, and like the car will pull in. He'll be like, he'll start off perfectly normal. He's like, hey dad, that car just pulled in, right? And then he goes, that car's trash. <laughs> But it's weird because when he says certain things like road, he'll be like road. Like it'll it'll be like elongated like the O will be elongated it as he says it. It's so like it's such a mix of a lot of things. And I've said that before. Like he sounds like he has like a mix between an English accent and something else. Yeah, he's weird. <laughs> well, my sister watched like when when she was younger, because um, we're five years apart, and she, I was big into Harry Potter when it like came out, you know, and when they started releasing the movie, so we would watch it all the time, like at home. And she started developing an English accent. She would Harry Potter, and I was like, oh my god, <laughs> she had to go to like classes to get that fixed. Oh wow. <laughs> Yeah, I know it was that bad. Yeah, I think that's where Connor's British stuff comes from because he used to watch Peppa Pig. Oh, that yeah, that explains that a lot. Oh, I yeah, that's understandable. Yeah, it's like, like, Come on, mate. <laughs> Can I have a cup of tea? Yeah, yeah and he was like, like no more. <laughs> Kids are fun. <laughs> That's so crazy that I've never even noticed that. Because you said you have three kids, but they're all grown. They're all grown, yeah. My youngest is 21, so, and the other two are older than that. Oh, wow. Uh, I eagerly await that day. <laughs> you know, when you see little ones around, it's like, oh, I miss that so much. But then at the same time, <laughs> it's kind of nice that uh, they're grown up and can go their own way and yeah, and you like got your, you know, you got your house and you can do your own thing. And yeah, exactly. Yeah, because yeah, mine are 11, 4, and 1. Oh, yeah. And another one due in August. Oh, wow. Okay, congratulations. So I'm not going to have my house to myself for a long time. <laughs> That's why you're not writing is because <laughs> you've got little ones. So they take up a lot of time. Oh, they do. They take up like all of my time, <laughs> but but like at the same time, like I've I've never been one of those parents where I'm like, oh my god, like go do something. Oh right, yeah. I think it's because like I 
my, my dad, dad is not around. He was never around. So, so you know, like it was just me and my mom until my sister was born. <laughs> so, I I do it much stuff with my kids as possible like i try to be as present as possible that's really like good. i will blow off all kinds of stuff to just sit at home and do stuff with my kids that's so good and here i am 24 single and thriving <laughs> <laughs> that's good too there's nothing wrong with that at all yeah, i agree <laughs> but like i go to work and i miss my kids <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, I miss mine too. I moved across the state and they're all back in the other side of the state. It's like, thank goodness for texting and phone calls and yeah. And I live in technology grand. Yes, it is. I'm a huge technophile. I love, you know, they talk joke about boomers not wanting cell phones or getting on people for having cell phones. No way. Cell phones are the best invention ever. My pop has a cell phone and he's like 76. Yeah, they're in awesome. Touch. <laughs> yeah he's in touch with the world well not too much he has he still has a flip phone but <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's okay it's, it's still a phone <laughs> it's a phone yep yes yeah. <laughs> what <laughs> yeah, it's, i don't know and it's funny because like i look at Haley and i'm like Haley's like my daughter. He'll call me every morning almost and we'll be like, he'll be on his way to work and I'll be getting ready for work and we'll just sit there and we'll talk like, <laughs> like <laughs> random shit. <laughs> it's like, okay, have a great day now. <laughs> talk to you later. <laughs> Well, well I'm, obviously, she's 24, I'm 37. Okay. So, so you know, I mean, it's mathematically possible <laughs> if I had a baby at 13, <laughs> that she would be. So, and I look out for her, and like she calls me about guys, and I'm like, he's no good. You need to stop. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he's like, you just picked the wrong man. I'm like, how do you know? <laughs> but, but my track record has been spot on. Yeah, it has been. <laughs> okay, so what's, as I was asking you before, it's like you have the thing with Hurricane going on. Yeah. So like, what's, what's next for you? You know, like after that, like I know that's a really long project. Yeah. I, you know, it's really gotten me thinking in new directions um, because it, it just sort of came out of the blue. Her offer came out of the blue and I've been having so much fun with it. So it's just made me think more about writing shorts. Cause I've been, I used to write short stories. I, when I started writing, I wrote a lot of short stories um, and they were all kind of horror ish. And I'm thinking to go back to that a little bit and um, see if, you know, they'll be produced on, on YouTube channels or podcasts or that kind of thing, because it's it's just so cool and it's so much fun. And I have too many ideas and not enough time to write like full length books. It would just be a lot easier to write short stories. That, that I, I feel that because like that's what I do a lot too. Because like you know you write a novel and 
by the time you do your first draft and your second draft and yep. you know you get where you want it like it could take like a year year and a half like, yeah and that's if you're fast right you know but like a short story man you could like i could sit down and i can crank out like two or three short stories over a weekend yeah you, you know, and just like you know have this nice little you know it keeps the juices flowing and you know you're still using all your tools and right and i and honestly i i really like writing short stories and i think the reason that they perform because like hurricanes told me pretty much like the stop of mind that she has read like they're the best performers on her channel oh cool and it's like i think it's because when i write short stories like i grew up watching the twilight zone yes so and now that i've said that i think you'll probably see it a lot of my short stories kind of follow that it's like i don't know why like i sit down to write a short story and it's like i'm writing a twilight zone episode right right <laughs> like you know it's got a twist at the end it's you know it's like that whole thing right i can see that yeah so it's it it has gotten me thinking um about expanding beyond just novels um but then again, novels are really fun because you can get into them. You know, you can really like dig deep. Yeah, yeah like each each format has its has its pros and cons. Yes. And I find that after I write a lot of short stories, then like I have to do a novel. Yeah. Because like you said, like I get to a point where it's like, okay, I wrote all these short things, they're great, but now I want to write something where I can really get in deep. I can spend some time with these characters. I can get intricate with my plots. Right. Yeah. I love characterization is like my favorite thing in the world. So I like to write characters who um are like real people as much as possible. Like that's I, I really like that part of it. And that's one of the reasons I really liked Stephen King, because I felt like his characters were really real people. Yeah, yeah he was great at characterization. Yeah. And and you can't, in a short story, it's just hard to do that. Yeah, because you're, you're up against word count. Yes. You know, <laughs> and things like that. So even if you do write something long, then you, you, you've got to trim. Yep. Exactly. You know, and there's like a lot of stuff you have to take out. And yeah, yeah like you really just, they're great for something that you want to like crank out quick but you can't really dig into them no you know they're more of a snack right that's a good way of putting it that's exactly right yeah so it's just it's just whatever you're looking for you know at the time right Right. <laughs> Great, Great cooperation. <laughs> I mean, Stephen King's so, I mean, like, I've never read his books, but like, my mom loves Stephen King, and you know that. But like, it's so interesting how he can see, like, how he makes up things. I, I, like, he puts, how do I word this? Okay, like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna talk about it again because you know this. I'm gonna bring it up about his corgi. <laughs> listen, I, okay, listen. I have a corgi and I love corgis. Corgi and I know Stephen King has a corgi, and her name is Molly. 
but he calls hey, her hey. the thing of all evil. But it's so interesting <laughs> how he can like do that, like with anything. You know what I mean? He yes. Never, he, like she's the thing of all evil, which Corfies are. Little <laughs> <laughs> well, brats. <laughs> but See, we a couple years ago, and we did this this evening tour, and, and I have my picture out front of his house. My old Spanish teacher was his neighbor, and I guess he used to give out really big candy bars. That's, that's the oh, really? Yeah, yeah, like, apparently they were like, apparently he wasn't there too much, though. Well, obviously, because I'm assuming he had to go do other stuff, but. Right. Yeah, but he actually said he would give out, like, ginormous candy bars on Halloween. I'm like, well, I would hope so. <laughs> <laughs> that's like our Christmas. When you're a horror writer, you know, Halloween is a very important holiday. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I tell her. I was like, I have. Halloween, and then I have second Halloween, and then I have third Halloween, and then, and then you have Friday the 13th. I get to celebrate double though, because my birthday's on Halloween, so I can just like, yeah, it's it's cool. My birthday's kind of like that too, but with drinking. Ah, <laughs> St. Patrick's Day or something like that. March and every, you know, St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. So double the fun. <laughs> <laughs> Matt's just shaking his head right now. <laughs> okay, Jill, so if people wanted to get their hands on your books, where can they go? Um, the, really, the only place um, right now is Amazon. Um, all my books are there. If you have Kindle Unlimited, you can read them all for free. Um, otherwise, uh, yeah, you can go to Amazon. Um, there's actually another Michelle Scott who's a writer, but she writes um, cozy mysteries. So <laughs> she's kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum of, of me, but I'm the Michelle with two L's. Um, and uh, yeah, I have books up there right now. So. All right. So do you have any social media channels that you would like to plug? Um, let's see. You can follow me at Twitter on Twitter at M Scott writer. And that's my biggest one um, that I use. Let me see. I'm on Instagram, but I'm only there for the pictures of dogs and cats. I don't actually post a lot of stuff on there. Um, oh, you like Haley. <laughs> Haley, has an, is, Haley has an Instagram for her corgi. I do. And, do you really? Aww. Yeah. And she has a ton of followers, and it's really upsetting to me. <laughs> <laughs> she has like a 600 and some followers. Oh, does she really? Aw. Yeah. 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 They're so cute. <laughs> because I tried my hand at Instagram once and I sucked at it horribly. So I'm kind of like you. I mostly hang out on Twitter because I'm good at Twitter. So that's where I stay. Yeah, Twitter's, it just comes naturally compared to other things. Um, I'm trying to think if there's, you know, I'm also on uh, Facebook. Um, let me see. <laughs> My computer. There we go. Um, it's Michelle Scott Fiction on Facebook. Um, and I occasionally post up on there uh, from my blog or things that I've read or horror related items that I've run across. 
Yeah, yeah see, I, I, I we have a Facebook page for the podcast, but I tend to forget it exists. <laughs> if you if you post on our Facebook page, nine times out of ten, my wife did it. <laughs> we kind of have a new problem attack over here. Like I do the Twitter, Haley does the IG, and my wife takes care of the Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. You have a team. Yeah, we, yeah, all, we all think we're good at. <laughs> so that's, so that's what you gotta do. Gotta get yourself. Oh, I'm sorry. Was it for me? I didn't hear you. Yeah, I said. I said. So that's what you gotta do. You gotta get yourself a team. Yeah, I do. I do need a team. I uh, <laughs> I could use uh, some social media guru to to uh, post for me. Or take pictures for my Instagram. Well, you can always hit me up. <laughs> I, just, I just totally said that and I just totally leaned back from the microphone and looked over at Haley like. Well, here's my resume. I went to Penn State for, and I got a bachelor's degree. So we're Oh, good. there you go. Yeah. <laughs> if she's got a bachelor's degree in communications, she says that's what her diploma says that is but, what my diploma says but <laughs> did like all it's all marketing yeah and like public relations and etc etc like video editing and all that kind of stuff ah that's yeah cute. those are all good skills yeah. yeah Haley makes all of our promo material oh yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a person of all trades <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just, I just show, show up and talk for her. Yeah, and I react. <laughs> you do content, and she does uh, like structure or whatever. Yeah, yeah that's, that, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, like, like I, yeah, I do content. I have, I have a, the calendar, you know, on the MacBook, and I have all of our like content for the month laid out on it. Like what days we're going to record what, what days stuff's going to air. Like I plan out all of that. <laughs> And, and then Haley, Haley just shows up. up. <laughs> I bring I bring the charm to it. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know because Hurricane said I'm the charming one. Uh, I haven't talked to Hurricane, so. <laughs> but I, it, like you were talking about accents, like, yeah, I love Hurricane's accent. Yeah, she's got but, a great accent. I, I I interviewed her for the podcast. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, like we we talked for an hour, almost an hour and a half. And I told her, I was like, I would listen to you read a phone book. <laughs> True. <laughs> and she's like, Well, most people want more than that. I'm like, no, I'm a simple man. Oh my! <laughs> Whatever, Haley. <laughs> God. <laughs> so, do you have anything else for her, Haley? For no, I don't think so. You all good with the house stuff? I, I think I am. I mean, I don't think she has too much experience with her house so far. So, <laughs> no, we just moved in in October, so we haven't been here very right. long. <laughs> it's only February. <laughs> Well, then I want to thank you for agreeing to come on with us tonight. Yes. You know, like, uh, 
the horror came told me about the project and everything and told me that you know she was pretty much in contact with you you know for it and what she was doing and, uh, and then you know i was like oh man i should i should have her on the podcast you know we could talk about you know the book and what it is you guys are doing and well i try to get it out. it's so much fun i i really had a great time oh well thanks we had a great time with you too that's that's really what we aim for yeah. we just and that's why I tell everybody because you know everybody will like, well, do you? They're like, how do you interview people? Do you have set questions? Do you write stuff down? And I'm like, no. We just talk. <laughs> just we just talk. talk. Like, like a conversation. Just, that was yeah, yeah, fun. Just free ball it, you know. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, yeah, we just sit down and have a conversation, and whatever comes up comes up, and. <laughs> Yeah. Like, like I like this format because you know, it, like you said, like we're having a conversation. Yeah, it's not just okay. Let's hit each of these points, and you plug your book, and you plug this, and right. you know, it's all very dry and formal. It's like it's yeah, not scripted. It's you know. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like whereas in this conversation, like when you talk like this, like I feel like you actually get to know the person. Right. Like, you know, yeah. If we were having a formal conversation, we wouldn't have got to hear about your haunted house. <laughs> nope. But yeah, like so I will definitely be telling people that, you know, they gotta go to Horror Games page, you know. Yeah, tell them to check out the project, the mega project. Yes, the mega project as she calls it. Um, yeah. I'm I'm eagerly awaiting my lines. Like I can't wait to get into I, it. I think you're are you in the next chapter? Because I almost think you are. Uh, probably. I don't know. I, I figure like I'll find out here in the next day or two because like she'll put the thing out. Yeah. Like, send the stuff out. But it was funny because she told me she was doing it. She started describing like the main the main guy. Yeah. You know, like yes. how old he was and that he was kind of cranky and a curmudgeon sometimes. And like, you know, she's like describing all this stuff. And I'm like, oh, so he's me? <laughs> <laughs> She was, she was like, like she's like, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Do you want to? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, sure. <laughs> I just, I just, I just like do all kinds of different things that, you know, you know kind of, kind of reminds me because, you know, she said, you know, that she showed me the page and it sat down and like how the lines are on it and then like how the lines are said. And it almost feels like acting. And I just think that's really cool. I think you'll do a great job. I really do. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited for it. We'll have to get paid to do it. Yes. <laughs> just, just another good day. To have to I know. I feel like I have to do so much this year, just with horror in general. <laughs> yeah. You should. No, we were. Oh, we were really earlier. She's never seen any of the body of her movies. That gag on Twitter. Uh, yeah, I was. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I'm good. I have no more questions. All right, I just wanted to make sure. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm good. I got everything I need to know. Had my what I needed to say. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, Michelle, this uh, what what Monday. Monday? Huh? What's the date? You act like I know. <laughs> Let me look. Twenty fourth. Yeah. Okay. okay. So, so even though we, we recorded this tonight, this will go up twenty uh, fourth Monday. Okay. It'll go up at eight a.m. So, so if there's anybody, anybody wants to stop by, 
I will definitely, I, now that I have um, followed you on Spotify, I can, uh, I know where to go. Oh, one of the Spotify people. Oh, yeah. Spotify is my there. life. So. <laughs> you are a unicorn. Because <laughs> <laughs> it says, according, according to like our, our statistics, it's pretty much like, what, like 80% of our listeners come from Apple? Yeah. Oh, really? the rest like, yeah. Yeah, like 80% of like Apple iOS, and then we have a, a little bit of Spotify and a little bit of everything else. A very little bit of everything else. Yeah, Spotify is where I hang out when I'm not doing anything else. So I'm always, like, I'm always so amazed when I hear people say that they listen to us on Spotify. <laughs> And like, and like I know exactly, like I know exactly all four people. <laughs> oh my goodness! So yeah, so yeah you will be on Monday at eight. Okay, cool. Yeah, and we'll start pretty much. We'll we'll pretty much. I'll I'll edit it either probably tomorrow. Yeah, but like we'll really start pushing it. Tomorrow. 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 Like Haley will get on Instagram and she'll start making ads for us. Okay. She'll post them on IG and then I'll steal them and post them on Twitter. <laughs> if, you, if you can like message me um, the Instagram page, like what is it? What are you under under Instagram? Um, it's the same as Twitter. It's HM Horror Garage. HM? Yes. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's our, it's exactly our Twitter handle. Oh, here we go. Oh. Ah, it just disappeared. There we go. Okay, now I'm following you. Cool. Yeah, yeah that was that was all Haley's doing. And she, yep, yep there's the notification. Oh, is that your picture on there? Oh, cool. started following you. We're one follower away from a hundred. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Well, well, we're, we're 44 followers away from 600 on Twitter. Look out for you. <laughs> All right. Well, once again, thank you very much for coming on. Oh, we had a great time so interviewing fun. you. Yes, we really appreciate it. We had no problem. It was great. Yeah. Yeah, we we have we really have a lot of fun talking to people. Yes. <laughs> cool. Well, I will see you guys on Twitter then. They're coming for you. Look. There comes one of them now.